we're so uh, thankful for this weekend, uh, thankful for this uh, very special weekend of Memorial Day, um, and we're grateful that God is supplying some wonderful weather. Uh, I know a lot of you are having family times or friend times, uh, sometime today or tomorrow probably, and uh, we're glad that you included this in your plans, that you've decided to be here for this very special worship service. Uh, we have a special guest with us today, and it's not Travis and Allegra. It's somebody else in the back, right? Could you bring somebody with you, Hector? Michelle? Would you like to bring her up for just a moment? Uh, a few months ago, we all started in prayer for this little girl. And all the different challenges that were part of her coming into the world. <laughs> so we're excited to have Gabrielle in church today. Yeah. Congratulations to you guys both. God bless you. She looks wonderful. She's doing great and growing. And uh, so not everybody can probably get a good look at her, but maybe you can afterwards. Don't get too close, but uh, get a good look at her. And thank you all for coming. Let, let's say a prayer of thanks together, okay? All right. God, I just want to thank you uh, for Hector and Michelle. Uh, you have guided them through these months together, and, and you've been watching over every aspect of Gabriella's development and her birth, and we're so grateful. You, you are the cause. You are the reason that she's with us today because the doctors didn't think this was even possible. And you, Lord, had something better in mind. And you had a... a an excellent plan for this little girl's life. Thank you for her parents. Thank you for their love and their devotion to you. May their faith continue to grow, and may they set the stage, set the example for this little girl to grow up in a godly home that honors you in every way. We thank you, Lord. We praise you for this blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Well, that's great to see, isn't it? We want to welcome you today to our worship service. Travis and Allegra Lee are with us. Uh, they're children as well, and uh, they're going to be sharing, leading us in worship today, leading us uh, in some of their songs, or original songs, as well as songs that you may know, you may not, but sing along and, and worship the Lord with them. They're going to be leading most of the service today. A couple of us are going to be involved in other aspects of that. But we invite you, we want to include you. And we all want to participate together in worship. And uh, may God be, may God be play, praised. And uh, may God be blessed uh, as we gather in the name of Jesus today. Would you just pray with me as we worship him? Uh, Lord, you are, you are uh, uh, so amazing. Uh, you, you bring glory to yourself through your children and uh, through all of us who are part of your family, you're part of your household. And today we gather in the name of Jesus uh, to bring you praise and honor and glory and blessing. And we pray for Travis and Allegra that you would use them in a mighty way to lead this worship time. Speak to our hearts. May, may we just be totally open to you. May we be transparent before you. May we worship you in spirit and in truth today. Uh, this is our prayer, Lord, as we worship you together now. In Jesus' name, amen. Travis? You know, most of us are familiar with passage of scripture at the very end of the Gospel of Matthew. We call it the Great Commission. Jesus gave his disciples this Great Commission in the final days that he was with them. He called them up to a mountain in Galilee and they worshipped him, it says. 
And Matthew 28 says it this way, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus already sent them out many times to uh, heal and preach, and uh, groups of 12, groups of 70. But now Jesus gave his followers a commission for life, <laughs> for all of life, a mission. And this is our commission, this is our mission, given to every disciple, every follower of Jesus Christ. It is our shared duty to take the gospel, the good news of salvation, through Jesus Christ to our lost world. In a word, we are to love. We are to love people. On several occasions, Jesus made it clear that this is the reason he came. He came to earth to save lost people. He came to save people who were far from God. In Luke 19.10, he said this, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And I started wondering, when did he say that? Just what was going on? Why did he say that? And, and I realized that the story happened when Zacchaeus went out looking for Jesus. He knew Jesus was coming to town. Just a couple of days before Jesus arrived in Jerusalem and later that week gave his life is when he passed through a little town called Jericho. And there, in the middle of that town, was a man named Zacchaeus. Let's read that occasion together. I just want to make a couple points out of this for us today. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up. And he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and he welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and they began to mutter. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Now several things about this story have always struck me. Uh, even as a child, I remember thinking about Zacchaeus being this little guy, this short guy, and I identified with him. All of us as children probably did. And we sang this children's chorus, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. The wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Remember that? And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. Yeah, you know that. For I'm going to your house today. For I'm going to your house today. Here's this man is wealthy. He's earned his wealth by cunning by conniving, he's joined in with the Romans who are occupying their country and against his own countrymen. He's charging these exorbitant taxes as much as he could get away with under the threat of the Roman soldiers that always protected him. And he pocked it, lined his pockets with more and more wealth. 
but he became ostracized. He became an enemy of the public, and people shunned him. Being short was the least of Zacchaeus's problems. Big problem was he's a sinner, like the rest of us. He didn't know what to do about his lostness. He was a soul far from God, and he knew it. But something told him that he needed to see Jesus that day. So he ran ahead and he climbed the tree so he could see him. Second thing that impresses me about this story is that Jesus called him by name. There's no idea, nowhere that Scripture tells us that they knew each other, that he had been there before and met Zacchaeus before. But as he's passing through the crowd, a mob of people, he sees a man in a tree and he stops and he calls him by name. Notice how Luke says, he says, when Jesus reached the spot, almost like there's a script being followed, and the director went ahead of things that day, and he marked a big X right there. Now, Jesus, when you get to this point, stop on this X, look up in the tree, and speak to the man in the tree. And he does. He calls him by name. He says, Jesus, you need to come out of that tree because I'm going to your house. You need to get there first, you know, because you're inviting me to your house. And Jesus invited himself over that day. In the midst of everything else going on, and Jesus is even, as Luke tells us, on his way to Jerusalem to give his life, that Tracy talked about, he stops for this one lone soul, this forgotten lost soul named Zacchaeus. And he called him by name. Here is a lost man who needed to be rescued, and Jesus loved him like no one had ever loved him before. The third thing that sticks out to me is kind of sad, and that is that everyone else criticized Jesus. The murmuring started. And as Zacchaeus escorted Jesus to his house, all the people began to mutter, What? Jesus is going to his house? Zacchaeus was hated by the rest of the people. They despised him. They said, There's no hope for sinners like a man like Zacchaeus. They, they avoided him. They looked the other way. If they met him on the street, his house was the last place they would ever want to go, but it was the very house that Jesus invited himself over to. No one else would have risked their reputation. No one else would have made themselves so uncomfortable. It was much easier to criticize and condemn people like Zacchaeus than to love them. So here's this wee little man, a lost man, Jesus calling him by name, and loving him like no one else had ever loved him, and the people criticizing Jesus for going to the condemned man's house. And yet, what happened that day? Zacchaeus was saved. God finally gained entrance not only to Zacchaeus' house, but to his hard, calloused, crusty heart. Zacchaeus repented of his sins and his shortcomings. And he said, half of my goods I will give to the poor. And if I've robbed anybody, I'll give back four times as much as I took from them. And Jesus said, today salvation has come to this house. You know, in a faraway country years ago, there was a young orphan boy that was living on the streets, hand to mouth. He could barely make enough to live. He had nowhere to go. He was on his own. And one cold, freezing Christmas Eve day, he saw at the end of the afternoon, as it was getting colder and colder again, a policeman on the corner. And he ran up to that policeman and he said, Sir, I am really, really cold. I'm nearly frozen to death. Do you know anywhere someone like me could, could go? Someone that would take me in tonight. And the policeman said, Son, go right down the street there. You'll find a big two-story white house there. You go up and you knock on that door. You need a password. 
When they answer the door, you say, John 3.16. boy says, I don't know what that is, but okay. Go down there, remember the password. When they open the door, say, John 3.16. So he went down, he found this beautiful house. I mean, it was an immaculate house, big house. And he, he, he knew from the policeman that this was a mission of some kind, but he didn't know what a mission was. So he went up and he knocked on the door, and a man answered it. Very kind man. And as soon as he did, the little boy said, John 3.16, not even knowing what he was saying. The man says, well, come right on in, son. He said to himself, I don't know what John 3.16 means, but it gets a little boy like me into a house like this. He goes inside and he says, are you, are you cold? Yes, sir, I am. I'm colder than I've ever been. I, I was out all night last night. I'm frozen to the bone. Well, come in here. I went in the next room, and there's this big, roaring fire. He says, you just go ahead and park yourself next to this fire. You turn around and get yourself all warmed up until you're warm through and through. This is where I want you to stay. The little boy got up there, and he says, I don't know what John 3.16 means, but I know it means boy like me can get warm. Pretty soon, the man came back in the room, and he says, son, are you hungry? Boy, I haven't eaten much of anything for a long time. He says, come over here. And they went in the next room, and there was Christmas dinner spread out. Turkey and dressing and cranberry sauce and pies and cakes. Everything was there. And he says, you just go ahead and sit down here. You eat as much as you like. You just fill yourself up. Have a good old time eating. The man left the room, and the little boy's thinking to himself, I don't know what John 3.16 means, but I know a little boy like me can get fed. After he got his tummy full, this man came back in again. He says, are you dirty? Son, are you dirty? And he says, yeah, I, I haven't had a bath. I don't know the last time I had a bath. Well, come upstairs. We went upstairs and went in this room. There's this big porcelain tub there. The man starts filling with hot water. He says, there's a towel here for you. There's pajamas here for you afterwards. You just clean yourself up as best you can. Here's some nice perfume soap and shampoo. You have a good old time. I'll see you in a little while. And that boy got into that warm water. He hadn't had a bath so long. He just couldn't believe it. So he just lathered up and got as clean as he could. When he finished, he rinsed off. He got uh, dried off, and he put on the pajamas, and he thought, I don't know what John 3.16 means, but a dirty boy like me can get clean in a house like this. Man came back in the room, and he said, Son, are you tired? He says, I'm so tired. I'm bone tired. He says, I, I just got to have some sleep. And he says, Here. Took him to the next room, and there was this big bed with clean sheets, clean quilt. And he said, go ahead, get yourself in bed, get as much sleep as you want. Nothing going on tomorrow. You sleep in as long as you want. It's Christmas Day, after all. And so the boy fell asleep and slept till almost noon the next day. And he woke up thinking, I don't know what John 3.16 means, but I know a little boy like me can get some sleep. Just then, the man walked in the room, and he says, sir, I've been dying to ask you, what does John 3.16 mean? It got me in this house. It got me all these things you provided for me. The man pulled out a Bible, and he read to him John 3.16. You know what it says, don't you? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Man said, this is what Christmas is all about. That God so loved us that he sent his Son into the world to die for us, so that we put our faith in Him, we can be forgiven. Christmas is about God's unspeakable gift, Jesus. Christmas is about love. Never had that boy felt such love and compassion. And soon he gave his heart to Jesus and became a follower of Jesus also. Zacchaeus was a lot like that little boy. 
was hard and crusty on the surface. He was wealthy beyond any dream of his life, but dissatisfied. And no one had ever loved him the way that Jesus loved him. No one had ever loved him the way that Jesus loved him the day he came to his house. And his remarkable change of heart was due to a remarkable love that he had been given. I want to leave you with one thought today before we go, and that is, who are the Zacchaeuses in your life? Who are the people of your town or maybe your neighborhood or your school or your place of business that everyone else seems to shun or avoid, everyone else is, is critical of and, and even condemn them and, and won't have anything to do with them? Who are the people in your life that others ignore? I just want to encourage you to love them, to love them with the kind of love that Jesus has loved you with. Love them like they've never been loved before. Love them as God has loved you. And you will see Jesus change their hearts as he has changed yours. Love them. Love them. Love them. Why? Because love is our mission. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you love us with an uncommon, unconditional love. That you've never put strings on that and said, if you'll do this, then I'll love you. But you've given and you've loved and you've sacrificed first and shown us what love is. And then we have responded and loved you as you've loved us first. Thank you for the Zacchaeuses of this world, the lost people who, like us, need a Savior and who are uh, struggling just to know what the next day may hold for them. Help them to hold on, Lord, till we get to them. Give them whatever they need until someone like us can love them as you have loved us. May we find them and give them your love. Give them Jesus. Give them hope. Give them life. Because you so love the world that we do not have condemnation from you. We have love. And if we will believe in your Son, Jesus Christ, we will not be condemned, but we will have everlasting life in you. Help us to share that love, Lord. Amen.